Hi everyone, welcome to another edition, episode 71 of the Lab Epstein Podcast. Great to have you in. This is Mechanical Breakdown Series, Volume 15, breaking down and talking about the swing of Milwaukee Brewers' first round draft selection, Sal Freelich. I've been wanting to do this one for a very long time. I'm very excited about it. He was one of my favorite players coming out of the draft last year. So let's get right into it. Let me bring in professional evaluator, successful business owner, former coach, friend, and co-host, the man with a tan wearing a straw hat today, Jake Epstein. It's almost like you were there. I know. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, you know, six hours of uh, 12U softball. Yeah. Um, so it was it was dusty. It was hot. Record heat in Denver, mm-hmm. like 98 degrees or something. So, yeah, I'm hydrating. Oh, me too. I'm hydrating as well, but my drink is over there, and I can't really reach over and grab it because I'm oh, connected to should, like my you microphone. Definitely. Um, well, we can edit that out. We don't do editing on this show. For those who don't know, no, there's no editing. No, no editing whatsoever. Um, by the way, a quick question. Um, we're going to get into a lot here on this show. We've got a good little show planned, as we always do, but we're going to play a little game towards the end, too. Um, but I want to ask just right out of the gate in regards to Sal Freelich. When you first saw him on video and you were tasked with evaluating him for your organization, what stuck out to you? the most positively and what did you think initially about his swing um the big thing was that he got to a lot of different pitches mm-hmm. so pitches that typical left-handed players don't get to he got to and we'll, we'll see that in the breakdown as well mm-hmm. but he spoils a lot of tough pitches mm-hmm. and that can you teach that? I mean, if you have a good launch position and you can make adjustments, uh, you mean you're in a good balance point. But the actual act of spoiling tough pitches is usually just something that's built into a player's DNA. And he had that. You know, there'd be pitches down in a way that every other player I'd be looking at, or I mean, I'm looking at players in the big leagues too, they would have just swung and missed at that pitch and the bat would have been over. Um, where he would get something, and it wasn't pretty. It wasn't a. It wasn't a pretty move getting to a pitch at the bottom of your knees, two inches off the plate. But he spoiled it, and then a few pitches later, he got a pitch to hit, and he got on base with it. And that is the sign of somebody that's on a, a little bit different level. Um, meaning, I, I take into consideration, you know, different things like mechanics, obviously. Like, you know, are, are there issues there? Are there really good moves? Are there great moves? Like Vlad mechanically is so so great, short to the ball. Um, but then how do you couple that with what do they do full speed? Mm-hmm. And, yes, I got Vlad in there. By the Four way. episodes I, I in a row. In. Four I episodes got him in, in there. I got him in there. I was going to bring him up, too. I was going to do the honors this week. <laughs> so uh, my daughter wants to buy a new jersey. So the yeah. other night she went to practice. She's got a yellow jersey, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And she hit like as good as she's ever hit as far as ever. So she's like, I, I need to get another jersey. So yeah. it's like, who are your favorite players? Like, who should I get, Dad? I'm like, well, my favorite hitter is Vlad Guerrero Jr. And so she found a powder blue. But she's like, what about Tatis? I'm like, oh. Tatis is great. That would be a fantastic jersey, too. But <laughs> I got kind of a little swing crush on Vlad. <laughs> so I thought of you that. But um, anyway, get back to Freelick. Free, like, he, he just does 
his mechanics are good. His swing plate is great. Okay, so his swing plate is way above average, even though his mechanics may not be as good as some other people in the draft. Um, his swing plane is, and you'll we'll see it on the breakdown, which is which is pretty cool. Like I, I remember, I don't know why I can't. Oh, Hunter Pence, mm-hmm. you know Hunter Pence, you know is, is the big joke. He's kind of a spaz, right? He drinks a lot of coffee and and whatever. He's a lot of world twitchy guy, but and his elbows were terrible. He barred his front arm for the most part. His back elbow, his back elbow would drop in. His bat was yeah. kind of getting a little long here, but he'd be on plane. He'd be mm-hmm. on playing with a big bat. I mean, he swung a big bat too. And it's like, okay, he's going to run into pitches. Like he, you know, he's not swinging up 20 degrees and he's not swinging down five degrees. Like he's in the zone without any catastrophic barrel issues. So I don't care what those mechanics are like. Um, and, and, and Freelick, although he, he has really good mechanics. Um, he's a hitter more, more than just being a really good mechanical specimen. Yeah. So we'll get to his breakdown in just a couple of moments and to watch along with us for this episode as we break him down and every episode and archived episodes, clips and whatnot, the Lab Epstein Hitting Podcast YouTube page. So go ahead and subscribe to that. Last week we did Bailey Hemphill and there's other mechanical breakdowns as well. Vlad Guerrero, of course, Kristen Yelich, my National League MVP, Bryce Harper in 2021. So anyway, just subscribe to the YouTube page, the Lab Epstein Hitting Podcast. All right. Um, so speaking of Vlad Guerrero Jr., I saw something that so, so, was um, circling on social media. I should say probably circling drain because that's what social media is. But nevertheless, it was uh, circulating throughout social media this week. And it talked about somebody mentioned how he has a mental checklist that he goes through. You can tell in his body language. So and we did an episode on, on maximizing the on-deck circle. That's in the archives as well. So go back and listen to that. But let's, let's, let's go back to that for a second. And let's talk about a mental checklist for any type of hitter. What should, be, what should that mental checklist consist of, whether it be in the on-deck circle outside the batter's box or in the middle of a plate appearance. That's not what this episode is about, Jim. And it wasn't on my spreadsheet. So, well, I don't have a spreadsheet. I have a, what is called a script. So I don't know what you're, I don't know what's on your spreadsheet. See, the problem is you think too much about Vlad. That's the issue. uh, Again. Yes. That's why you're good. That was a great question. Thank you. I know. Um, Pat myself. It really was like you. Yeah, you should, but don't make sure the earpiece doesn't come out. (laughs) <laughs> the the mental check first and foremost you have to know the pitcher mm-hmm. you you have to know what their what their pitches are uh, what their relative speed is you know like mm-hmm. in college it was really easy right we had track men in all the stadiums and I could run you know fastballs from ninety two to ninety six you know or ninety two to ninety four actually you know it'd be like really you weren't guessing at how fast guys were throwing. Plus there's a gun on the scoreboard, right? Or there's a gun and then the scoreboard, you know, shows how hard they're throwing. Um, unless you're in Arkansas where that gun is like four miles an hour harder for their pitchers to intimidate everyone. Not that their pitchers don't throw hard, but they all threw like 98. Mm. Um, but it's very intimidating. You look up in the scoreboard. So you got you to know the pitcher, what, what pitches he or she is throwing, how hard those relative pitches are. That's number one. And then what are they throwing for strikes? Maybe they can't get their breaking ball over. Maybe their fastball is they can't get it to the inside of the plate. I mean, that, that's a really good thing as a, as a hitter, knowing that you know, how many pitches, and this is where a good hitting coach comes in, how, how many pitches 
has has this guy spotted up middle in? Like, is he throwing fastballs in, and is he getting them there for strikes? Well, he's thrown 40 pitches so far. He hasn't thrown one on the inside corner to a left-handed batter, something mm-hmm. like that. You know, figure out. Well, it's like now as a left-hander, I'm just taking that out of the equation. I'm going to look away, away, away. I'm going to keep my front shoulder down a more. Maybe I'm going to cheat closer to the plate. I'm just going to – my vision is going to be that way. So um, those are the, the mental checklists that uh, good hitters have to have is, you know, what does that pitcher have and, and, and what, what don't they have that day? And then, you know, maybe there's little feels that I have. Like I got to make sure I stay on top. I've been popping everything up or I've been dropping my barrel too much or, um, you know, there might be a little feel. You don't want to – you don't ever want to think mechanics in that situation, but maybe there's a feel of, kind of get that front shoulder down a little bit. I got to keep, make sure my head's back, make sure I don't jump during my stride. I'm, I don't want to get antsy. Yeah. You know, that might be part of the checklist. And then uh, game situations, you know, what's the situation? We're up by four, we're down by four, we're up by one, we're down by one. You know, what is that? Who's on deck? Who's behind me? Uh, do they want, would they rather pitch to me or would they rather pitch to that person on deck? So um, you can make it as, 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 uh, complicated as you want i don't think that's complicated but you could have as many light items as you want you know maybe you got five bullet points mm-hmm. you got one yeah it's gonna be if, up to you if the blue jays make the postseason which on paper i think they're a better team than and they showed it this week better than the yankees yeah, they had a good week and i also believe on paper they're better than the red sox I'm not sure they'll make the postseason but if they do make the postseason they're a playoff yeah. team vladimir guerrero jr yes is has to be the MVP, correct? Trending this way, you, Otani trending that way. Okay. Well, Otani did one homework. guy's hitting 250. Oh, did he hit one? Yeah. Did but he hit one? Vlad also um, hit Vlad on Saturday, also hit his 43rd. Yeah. He's in, he's like kind of an Otani's hitting 250. Talk. Somebody wrote in, I don't know if they wrote into the podcast, they wrote into the YouTube page where we posted the analysis and they said, it's a good question. Uh, why is Otani uh, struggling so much? You know, uh, and I said, look, if you if you break down that, if you go through that annotation again, you'll see his barrel. You know, he's a guy that drops the barrel and then he comes back up underneath it. And when he's on time, he's great. When his timing is good, he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And he has great timing. He has great vision and awareness. Um, but you will get exposed more with that move, and that's why both those guys are hitting. 40-something home runs, but one guy's hitting, you know, almost uh, 50 or 60 points higher. So that's a good question. But one guy doesn't pitch. We'll we'll get to that question. We don't have time for questions today. We'll get to that question next week, though. Oh, you can send us your questions on our YouTube page, the Lab Epstein. Anytime. By the way. Um, So anyway, like I was saying with Vlad, though, uh, he's probably the MVP if the Blue Jays make the postseason. Uh, I also want to bring up, though, a guy who I would probably vote for. I think he should be in, in at least in the top five, if not at minimum, the top seven. And his name, he's getting paid $18 million this year for a one-year contract. His name is Marcus Simeon. I said to another mm-hmm. team that they should have signed him to play shorts. I won't name the team, but I said to that team, you know who the team is. I said to them they should have signed him to play short. <laughs> and uh, there's a certain team out there that went on to sign another guy for two years to play short. And that guy's been hurt and he hasn't been swinging the bat well. Nevertheless, Simeon, a lot of money, $18 million, but it's only one year. It's only a one-year deal. And I just want to give you some numbers here with Marcus Simeon really quickly. 
Yeah. To me, I, he, I would vote. I would seriously think about possibly if the Blue Jays make the postseason, possibly voting him as the MVP. And I, I, I in the American League, and I do believe that he can also still play shortstop. Um, Marcus yeah. Simeon, though, thirty-eight home runs this season. That's fourth best in Major League Baseball. Five forty-seven slugging, eighth best in Major League Baseball. One hundred fifty-four hits, tied for eighth in Major League Baseball. Uh, Bo Bichette, by the way, is uh, third in baseball with one hundred sixty-two hits. Yeah, I just want to throw. You know, you 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 get in Vlad every episode. I'll get in. I do. Mm -hmm. I have to get in Bo. Thirty-seven doubles for Simeon, tied for second in all of Major League Baseball. So those are some pretty heavy numbers Mm. right there. I don't know how much. I don't. I don't know how much you've watched of him, but he's having his greatest year. He's always been a, a good hitter, but this is. This is like another guy, a completely different guy. What do you, what, right? What do you think he's doing so well at the plate right now in this season? Maybe adjustments that he made from last year. I don't have an answer to that question. All right. I don't know. I haven't seen him enough. I, I, I haven't <laughs> seen him enough. He did, you know, so I'd be making uh, whatever up. But I will say that he's in a new environment mm-hmm. and he's happy and he's feeling good mm-hmm. and he's going to get paid next year. Yes. Not that eighteen million is, uh, you know, that's not jump any, uh, anything to laugh although, at. But although, I, I, he's, he's going to get a three-year deal. I know this though that you have to pay not only if you if you play in Toronto or you work in Toronto uh, and you live in America. You know where I'm going with this. You have yeah, to pay not uh, only not only the IRS. You not only have to you have to pay Uncle Sam, but you also have to pay the what is called the RCA in Canada. That eighteen Which is million the royal, per- royal what? Some some Canada thing. I don't some whatever. Royal Canadian something that should be like in America illegal, taking away our federal taxes. But nevertheless, so yeah, that's rough. Yeah, so he was paying double tax. So that and plus the agent that eighteen million that goes pretty quick. It doesn't seem right. No, it doesn't, does it? If the owners of the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. If, if that's a Canadian team, they should just pay Canadian taxes. Now, if the Blue Jays come and play a game here, I, I see them you know, getting taxed there. Right, but I'm saying Simeon. Simeon's a resident, probably. I would say, I would think a, a resident of America, but he yeah. works in Canada, so he yeah, had to right, establish right, right, residency. Right, right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's right. I'm guessing that he has to pay both. That would be my yeah. my guess. In fact, it's not you my guess. Play, I know. Go to the Rangers. The Rangers. Yeah, kind of a kind of a random no team. I would have said tax. I would personally said the Angels. That'd be a good. Fit no, for those him. are big taxes. You don't want to go to California. You know, he's he was already there. No, Florida. Oh, he, I don't think he was there. No, he was. He was in Oakland. Well, he was in California, right? Florida. Uh, no, no. Who the Rays probably couldn't afford him. Plus, the Rays have Wander Franco. So well, best player Oakland like ever. in California, right? Oh, I'm just. I don't know. Is it? You tell me. Yeah, it, it still is. I know they're trying to, you know, break off different pieces of California, but yeah, oh, you I still thought, pay California tax. I thought we were trying to break. I thought people were trying to break off like certain states in America. Everything. Um. Also, um. So with Simeon, just to tie 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 up what we're talking about here, I would probably I would think about seriously voting for him MVP. Yeah. Um. Be sure to uh, like and subscribe to the podcast. If you have any questions, Jimbo Podcast 21 at gmail.com. And of course, on social media at Epstein Hitting and at Jim Tara and our YouTube page. Now, apparently, you can submit questions there too. 
the yeah. Epstein hitting podcast. You got to get to the YouTube page. There's so much free content there. Yeah. And you but can watch us. I'm going to take it down in four hours. So you better. You're going to get take, it now. Oh, you're going to take it down in four hours. Why, why do you want right. to take it down? We want to put stuff up there. I'm, tr- I'm trying to create demand, Jim. Right. Right. All right. I got you. You got four hours or it's gone. Yep. Four hours. Okay. Um, let me now. Before we get into Sal's beautiful swing, which is what it is, it's a beautiful swing. Uh, I want to give you some numbers here on Mr. Freelich. Uh, this is just in, in minor league baseball right now. At, uh, it was Arizona League? Fall? I don't know what league he's in. Um, rookie League, whatever. I'm all confused now with the realignment. 29 games, slash line. It's so different now. Yeah. Slash line, 352, 429, 484. Not bad. A home run, 17 knocked in, seven doubles, three triples, 10 stolen bases. By the way, I gave him a 60 grade on base running, 70 grade on speed. So I was right there. Yeah. Uh, That's those are some just bulk of his numbers right now um, in professional baseball. Um, Broad question here. It's not going to be as good as the first one, but what do you make of those numbers in the start to his professional career? Great. Mm hmm. That's fantastic. I mean, he's an he's an A ball, I think. Okay, uh, maybe he got called up. Okay, he did. I'm trying to. I don't know which stats are which, but I'm pretty sure he's. Is he in Wisconsin now? He may very well be. Uh, I, I just Timber, looked on his baseball reference. Yeah. Page. So no, I mean he's hitting the ground running, mm-hmm. um, which isn't always the case. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. a lot of times first rounders get out there and struggle. Now, I mean, if he's coming from you know, uh, Boston college and going to rookie level ball, like a couple of my guys, um, I can't wait to see it. So, uh, Tristan and, and then Quinn, uh, low, the two kids that I've worked for, with forever. Right. Since they were like, you know, young kids, uh, as part, in person and the online Academy, the, the Brewers drafted them as well later, much later. Um, and unbeknownst to me, which I thought was really cool, but you know, they got one, one hit his first home run the other day and the other got his first couple hits. So um, they're, they're a rookie ball though, you know, so that's, that's different. You know, even Jake Epstein here did really well in rookie ball. So when you, you're going to high A or something like that and you're fresh kind of, you know, out of the draft, uh, that's pretty great. You know, that, that he's still producing. So comparatively uh, Henry Davis, number one overall pick for the pirates. Small, smaller sample size, eight games, hitting 308, 380, slash line 308, 387, 808. Small sample size for Henry Davis, but right. nevertheless, Sal has more bats and his numbers are, are, are better. And if I think if you even yeah. out you know, with Henry Davis, they'll be somewhat on the same plane there, but still. Yeah, and it looks, it looks like Sal was, he, he had 15 at bats in rookie ball. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Hit 467, then he went to uh, A-ball Carolina League, and then he hit 437 there. Right. With 70 bats, they just brought him up to high high A mm-hmm. uh, with in, in the, to the Rattlers, and that's uh, and so he's struggling there, right? He's uh, he's six for 40. So, you know, he's, they're pushing him through, yeah, which I think is great, which means next year he starts off at high A, mm-hmm. and then likely – you know, if all works out well, he finishes a double A and then all of a sudden, you know, we're, we're getting close. Okay. Um, 
I got, uh, by the way, I was just looking at his, what I marked as his ETA his, to the majors, but. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Look at you. I'm looking at it. I don't know if we agree on the, the ETA, though. What's yours? 2024. No, that's right. You think so? That's where I would be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I was thinking about this. Also, I want to bring this up. Just um, although he can play some defense. Yeah. Yes, he can. He can really play defense. So it, it could be sooner than that. I mean, maybe with a, a September call up. But um, I think if he progresses well, 2024 would be good. So I, I'm going off script here. I, I have to admit this. I was thinking about this as I was preparing for the show this week. I think I. You know why I think I like Sal so much? It's because I see he's Italian. No, because I see myself. It's totally obvious. I don't think he's Italian. Yeah. Freelich's not Italian, is it? But Sal, I mean, come on. Um, it doesn't matter I, what your last name is. If your first name is Sal. Mm-hmm. I see myself. I, I kind of see myself in him as a player. Just he's a lot mm-hmm. better. <laughs> but, well, we'll, um, but we'll see if your mechanics are better in a few weeks. Here. In a few weeks, right. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I have to say, I think that's why I, I like him so much because I think I see, I saw myself in him. Totally a makes bit. sense. Absolutely. But now, comp wise, if you were, I, somebody asked me, what would your comp be? What was your comp as a player? And I said, well, I wasn't very good. So what's the fucking point of this? <laughs> but um, I, hey, I you did, know that guy in double A that got kicked out of all the bars. Yeah, that was my yeah. comp. Um, I did. I, yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, Roger Dorn's my fucking comp. So I gave him <laughs> I I gave him my comp. I said David Delucci. Well, I'm watching yeah. I've watched a lot of Sal here. Did a you know yeah. report on him, a whole report I've watched. Wait, let me see. Let me see how many hours here. 21 hours of, of film on Sal Freelich, believe it or not. And I finally figured it out. My comp is Sal Freelich. My comp, not his comp. My comp is Sal Freelich. <laughs> hey. You know who your comp is, Sal? Who? This is a guy that does a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> a stupid podcast. Works for the works for the Jays. Yeah, I, I want to give one weakness, by the way, with him though. There is one thing I see, and when you look at a guy like Henry Davis, a Jack Leiter, Kumar Rocker, all guys that were drafted in the first round out of college, they have one thing that I'm not sure Sal has. It, it's that physicality, meaning he had. They are built, and they are yeah. built to withstand. In Jack and Kumar's, maybe not Kumar now, but in Jack's case, withstand 25 starts a year. Henry Davis, 140 minor league games, 162 major league games without injury or without significant Mm -hmm. injury or missing significant injury time. I'm not sure that's the case with Sal. That's what worries me a little bit about his body. Still has a chance to grow, but again, he's what, 21, 22 years old. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, you could be a big beastly person and be hurt all the time too right in fact right. those guys that are big and tight and work out all the time it's like those are the guys that are always hurt has vlad been hurt this year uh no right because he's got a little chub to him <laughs> well he lost some of that chub uh, he did but you know he's not like one of these freaks you know at three percent body fat that tears obliques every two weeks you know there's that that's Sometimes we get a little extreme with our lifting and, and I think that I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, I think getting big and strong and being physical is important, but 
it it does come with probably some wear and tear on the body, I would say. So I pulled up something on Freelick here on my computer next to me, my other computer. Uh, oh. He's 5'9", 175. Let's see here. Yep, that's what I put here. 5'9", 175. Is that okay, you think? He's my size. He's, he's literally my yeah. size. He's literally my yeah. same weight. He, he doesn't have to hit balls over the fence, but he does. So he hits the ball hard enough. Well, I'm not afraid of that. I'm afraid he's gonna. Um, he's not gonna be able to withstand on. the grind. Yes, that's why. That's the only thing I worry yeah. about. And maybe I'm like that think, boss at work. Who, I think you'll be okay. Maybe I'm that boss at work who likes to just has to find something wrong with the employee during the employee review. Maybe that's what I'm doing right now. I don't know. Yeah, we are the same exact size, though. How about that? He's my comp. I told you, he's, he's my comp. comp. The hell with he's David Delucci. Right. Hell with that guy. All right, let's get to his mechanical breakdown here, uh, volume 15. All right, we're going to start this uh, Freelick breakdown with kind of a different view than than we've done before. And this is, uh, I believe this is, um, you know, this is Prospects Live video, but it was taken, I believe, at, at the Cape Cod League probably last year. But, you know, I want you to watch this, you know, this fastball, this guy dots low and away. And this is a great fastball. Look at it work back towards the plate. It was a two-seamer. Again, it's left on left, right? You can see that ball really starts out almost on a line like this towards the catcher's elbow. Okay, see it dot there, and then it's working back. See how it works away from that green line? I mean, I'll tell you how much movement it had on it, right? So that was a, wow, that was a good pitch as a hitter, right? And then you go through, and you're like, okay, I'm 0-1. And now here, he's sitting on a breaking ball. Okay, so he's sitting on, and the reason we know he's sitting on a breaking ball is because he's not fooled, he doesn't make an adjustment. He strides, the pitch is up, okay, so now we're seeing the pitch here, and then we saw the fastball breaking in a lot, right? So we're going to see this one break more this way, away from him, he hangs it and he jumps all over it, and he hits a double into the right center field gap. Now, why is this important? Well, it's important because if we go back to the first pitch that this guy dots down and away, a running fastball, that's not a good pitch to hit. But then he has the wherewithal to say, you know what? He's 0-1 or whatever the count is. You know, I'm behind in the count. I know what that fastball, I'm going to look for a breaking ball. And maybe I'm going to get something to hit. And sure enough, he hangs it. Look at it pop out of the guy's hand. See how it pops up? Okay. And it's like, there's a cookie right here. He's saying, that's a cookie. That's a good ball to hit. And he jumps on it. Okay. So we can have great mechanics as a player. But great mechanics don't mean anything if we don't know how to either anticipate and look for pitches. And most important, we don't miss mistakes. I mean, this guy obviously is a left-handed pitcher in the Cape Cod League. He's left on left. And this guy says, you know what? You gave me one pitch to hit and I smoked it into the gap. Who knows what the next pitch would have been. It may have been a breaking ball in the dirt. So being an opportunistic hitter is really, really important because we don't always get good pitches to hit. And what didn't he do? Here's a left-handed hitter with a with hardly a you know barrel drop at all. His bat vertical angle is not even like 20 degrees here. So for a left-handed hitter, you don't know how many left-handed hitters I've seen and worked with. Getting them under 20 degrees on high pitches is one of the hardest things to do. Lefties are notorious for dropping that barrel down and in. They're very good low ball hitters. Okay, So when I would see a guy like this 
making an adjustment on that. And everybody talks about, oh, your shoulders have to be level to the bat and this and that. There's his shoulder angle, right? There's there's his, you know, whatever you want to call it. You know, everybody says your connection or, or, or whatever it might be. His shoulders were 29, but what was his bat? Okay? That's why people need to understand that the hands play a role in the swing. Okay? This, to me, is barrel control. This is a guy that has flexibility in his swing. He can hit pitches up. He can hit pitches down. Because you know how hard it is to try to move your body, tilt it down more, or tilt it up more when you're swinging? It's impossible. Okay, you can't do that. But you can make little hand adjustments late to be able to get to pitches that are up or down. And that's what he's showing me here. So those are very advanced skills. Now, not everybody can do that, but it does tell you, okay, this guy does stuff that maybe other people don't. And maybe that's what made him a first rounder. All right, so now let's go to a, you know, a side view we have here. And we're going to see, you know, a very small stride. And what I've noticed with him is he has he has a couple different strides. He has this one, which is he just kind of sticks his foot out. He waits and then drops it almost like, I don't know, some people would be a two-strike approach for that. And then sometimes he also has one where he really gets after it with his stride. I'm not going to say it's like a, you know, Bichette, <laughs> you know, uh, stride, but it's, you know, it's it's not it's not this little hesitation where he's putting it back. This is an apprehensive move because when he puts his foot down, nothing happens with his hips, right? So he's just kind of putting his foot down, he's feeling for it, and then boom, he's firing his body after that. Now this ball was smoke. This was a home run, you know, on a pitch that was kind of up and in that he turned on. Um, and again, when I see a left-handed hitter that can handle pitches up, that usually tells me their swing's going to play at velocity. Um, right-handed hitters too, but especially left-handed hitters. Okay, does that mean he's not a, a good low ball hitter? Um, that I don't know. I haven't seen enough of that. But it does tell me that he velocity isn't going to be a problem with him. Why? Because this is a very small move. This is a very small move. Everybody's you know, very caught up with... You know, make sure you get a ton of separation between your hips and your hands. He's not a very, he's not a huge guy, right? I mean, he's got a, a little bit of torque here, okay? This is an athlete getting his foot down on a pitch up and in, turning on it, and hitting a home run, okay? That, that is what takes skill. That That is, you know, very, very difficult. That's why it's important to be able to react. That's why pepper's important at a young age. That's why, you know, hey, we're going to work on pitches up at your belt, we're going to work on pitches at your belly button. Where was this pitch? I and mean, this one was, yeah, right, kind of coming in this way, right, at his belt. We're going to work on that. We're going to make sure, look at his barrel. It doesn't dump underneath here and then come back up like this, okay? Yeah, I wish we could see that middle frame, but I'm thinking he's going here to about here to about here, and then he's probably going here, and then he's going to start working up, you know, somewhere after. Um, but... To me, when guys can do that, uh, especially, like I said, left-handers at, at high level. This is an ACC league game, it looks like. They're playing Louisville. Um, it, it's, it's pretty impressive stuff. So, you know, mechanically, I'm not gonna, the, he's not the prettiest hitter I've ever seen. Okay? He doesn't create the most torque I've ever seen. Um, this position here isn't the greatest top-hand position. I'd like to see that barrel up here a little bit more. Um, you know, his back foot and back knee, they're good. They're not great. There's not a lot of energy kind of going into the ground here. But what does this kid do? 
he finds barrels on pitches that are up, down, in, and out because he has a swing plane to do it. And really, what I tell players, my players all the time is if you, the swing plane doesn't lie. If you don't have an issue with your swing plane where your barrel kind of drops down here and then comes under and then we flip our wrist to get back up to it, that was like the worst line ever, but you get what I'm saying. If your swing plane is good, a lot of times I don't care what your front shoulder looks like. I don't care what your back elbow looks like. If you have bat drag, you know, the worst bat drag in the world, but your swing plane matches what I need it to match, meaning it gets on plane at about here at the front knee, you know, with that pitch, and then it stays on plane right in front of the front toes. If you're on plane from there to there on pitches that are up or down, then you're going to be successful, and I don't really care what your mechanics do. I mean, that's what it comes down to. So um, just a, a, this kid's a hitter, right? He's a gamer. He's a hitter. He's an unbelievable defender. I actually think he robbed a home run the other day in, in, in uh, you know, A-ball where he's playing the minor leagues. Um, but um, I, I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm excited to see where this swing goes in a couple years. You know, Hopefully he's in the big leagues in maybe three years and we can see his swing a little bit more, and then maybe we can come back and do another comparison and, and see what differences and similarities there are, okay? Because um, I, I think that's really important. You'll see what a minor league development program maybe does for him. Maybe they adjust his stride a little bit. Um, maybe they don't mess around with him at all. So only time can tell, and um, I don't know. I'm pretty excited to see it. All right, F, great job as always on that. Thank you very much for doing that. Uh, let's play a little game. Oh, well, here, I want to give you some some notes here that I made about his swing. Yeah. Um, so I put no wasted movement. Uh, simple mm-hmm. load step uh, generates. I put decent torque. Um, uh, what else did I put here? Check, check. Excellent bat quickness, good swing plane, and, and he stays balanced throughout. That's what I, some of the notes. Um, in terms of raw power, I, I said gap to gap type pop. Um, and I said his power is to right field, but his power is going, going to drop with that, with his swing, with the swing that I, that I saw. Yeah, he's got pop, but yeah. he's, that's not the kind of hitter he's going to be. I mean, if he could be a, 10, 10 to 15 home run hitter yeah um and, and hit 300 and mm-hmm. play great defense that that that's what and, and and steal some bags and put pressure on outfielders that's his role you know um he, you know his role isn't to drive in 100 runs and and uh you know hit 35 home runs so mm-hmm. yeah all those things you said um mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's that that's what it is I mean, we saw the same thing you know he his stride kind of changes remember coco crisp Remember yes. that guy? Mm-hmm. You know, he kind of just, he was real, you know, kind of, you know, handsy and very Freelick, Yeah. Freelick has those kind of hands. Like we saw in that, you know, during the analysis, we saw in that pitch that was up and in where he just kind of like got his hands to it. And he didn't have a lot of torque mm-hmm. and he didn't have a huge weight shift, but he had such good hands. He got to that pitch and hit it out of the park, like no problem. So, you know, that's why I, I really think that he, he has good, you know, basketball skills and he he doesn't need to be a guy that has a huge, um, you know, I, I, I mentioned uh, Bichette, you know, in that breakdown, you know, how, how Dante like has the huge leg kick coils up like a big spring and, you know, unleashes the beast. And then with two strikes, he doesn't strike at all. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I mean, and so that's kind of Freelick has, he did he kind of has more of that two strike approach all the time. 
you know, or, or more of, you know, most of the time. So, you know, he's not trying to sell out and, and, and drop bombs on every pitch. You know, he's trying to hit line drives. You know, he's trying to hit doubles and triples, which at five nine, 175 pounds, that's what he needs to do. Would you incorporate a leg kick? Um, not if he's not comfortable. And I feel like at this point in his career, mm-hmm. if he's not doing it, then it might not be something you want to do. doesn't mean that it can't happen. You know, you look at Jose Batista back in the day. Yeah, you know, was a big leaguer for years with the Pirates, came out with a leg kick and changed his whole career. So, um, you know, I mentioned in that analysis as well about, you know, it'll be neat to see in 2023 or 2024 uh, when Freely, you know, if, if he starts to get some time and we get to see him on a regular basis on television or, you know, the, on the highlights, you know, where did his development start, you know, today or, mm-hmm. you know, a couple months ago? And then where did it end up? Is he exactly the same guy? I'm sure he's going to look very, very similar, but did his stance change? Did his, his rhythm change? Did his leg kick change? Um, you know, only time will tell on, on what the, the Brewers development, you know, staff and uh, Sal himself decide to do going forward. All right. So before we tie a bow on this episode, I do have again a scouting report, one of many. I wrote up, well, one of many that I've written, but one I've written for Sal Freelick. See, yeah. see that right there. I'm not making it up. I wouldn't take all the time. This isn't a script. This isn't the show script. This is an actual report. Wait, hold on. You're gonna see? have to go slow with a see. position player. That's all I saw. Okay. Well, I no, it was said position report. Oh, it's blurry. Or it's my cataract. Position report, amateur something. So I did. I I have filled one in for Sal. A report. So we're going to play a little game. Because I'm not very creative. It's called true or false. I'm going to throw out some things here from the report. And Epp is going to tell me true or false. If he agrees or doesn't agree. True, false. True, false. Okay. All right. My best. You seem ready to go by your reaction there. All right. I'll start at the top True. here. I'll start at the top here. This is going to take forever. Like a child. Um, his final OFP. Um, I gave him a 60. True or false? Oh, this is on your scouting report? Yeah. OFP. For those who don't know, Google it. I don't feel like going into it right now because we don't have much time. True. True. Okay. 60 meaning he his overall grade, people. Okay. Now you Google the rest. I'm not gonna so 60 final OFP. This is prior to him, by the way. I wrote this, I finished this in May of this year, prior to the draft. Okay. So that this that's 16. What'd you okay. say? No, no, I was trying to think. When you I was thinking when you wrote it. I wrote it. You wrote it late wrote May. It May. Late May. All right. Could be a false, but that's all right. Could be what? Could be false. Was it true? Is it really a 60? I, I wrote right here, 60. Oh, you did? Okay, so true. I was right. Yeah. I know you don't go fives. No, I don't go fi- I don't go middle numbers. I go numbers. It's either a 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. Um, so 60. I, 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 this is his final OFP prior to being drafted. 60. So that's you gave that true. Okay. All right. 
Uh, am I guessing what you did or am I agreeing? No, 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 no. This game did? is going great. This <laughs> game is awesome. No, you what, what you're doing is I'm going to throw out something. You're going to say true or false as it, as in saying, I agree with you there, Jim. Good point. Or no, Jim, I disagree with you. You're an idiot. Oh, okay. okay? I thought I was just trying to. You're not getting, no, 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 you're not, you're not guessing here. What are you trying, you're trying to figure out what's, what's in my head? Yeah. A lot of tried, um, a lot of tried I, and all has a lot failed. of room in there. <laughs> I would uh, agree with that. I'd agree okay. with that, Jim. Category above average, true or false? True. All right. Uh, major league position. I put center field. True. Everyday center field. Okay. Uh, major league role. I put MLB regular. I hope it's true. <laughs> Is it true or false? Do you agree or disagree? You can disagree. I'm going to agree with you. Are you doing that just because you like just- me? No, I just, I want him to be. It's but do just, you feel he will be? The game is, the game is so screwy that that kind of player, I mean, the I'm not saying he's an all-star. I'm not saying he's going to be an all-star and, now. And I said MLB smart. regular. Right. I didn't say all-star. I said MLB regular. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with okay. you. True. All right. Yeah. All right. I know, I know it's, I know, listen, I get it. I'm being serious when I say this, I'm not being facetious. Yeah. I know it's tough to separate the feeling from the want to the actual, yeah, it is. how you feel. I think he plays good enough defense that he should be, he could be a major league regular. Okay. Like he runs well, he runs the bases well, he plays a good center field. Um, he's going to hit, he's, yeah. he's not going to hit for power. And if, well, well, hold on, well, hold on now. Role, well, hold on now. I mean, I'm, we got to go through the report. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Just remember, we all, you know, I want my kids to be billionaires one day. Is it going to happen? <laughs> no, no. So, you know, so yeah. I know you got to look at it through the lens of, you know, being realistic here. I would love for Sal to be a 12 time all star. Is it going to happen? I don't think so. And we'll be regular. Yeah. I can see, though. All right. So, you, oh. we agree. Okay. So, you agree so far. All right. Um, I'll go to, I'll, I'll skip to athletic I, physical description. I don't need to okay. bring, that, bring that into play. Uh, athleticism. I put above average athleticism. That's true or false. I mean, true. Okay. Above average hand-eye coordination. True. All right. Body comp. How about this? Shane Victorino. The flying Hawaiian. Mm-hmm. Oh no, that was, uh, no, that was, no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> what is it? I, what was flying Hawaiian? Like? Shane Victorino. Who was the guy, the, the defensive back with the great hair for the Steelers? That was... Uh, Alamalo. That he was, was yeah. He, he was not was the flying not the, Hawaiian. No, no, no. He was not the flying Hawaiian. Shane Victorino. Body comp, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. False. False. I'll have to False. change that. I'll change that to Jim Tarabokia. Okay. Um, that's more like it. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see here. Deceptively strong. Yeah, at one seventy-five. Okay, so deceptively wait, strong. True or false? True. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to go off. <laughs> Forgot the rules of the game. <laughs> We're never doing this game again. No, I'm kidding. Um, a high energy player from first pitch to last pitch. True or false? 
True. Can be the best athlete on the field at any given time. True or false? False. Knows how to compete. That's an easy one. True or false? True. Okay. High aggression is his key intangible. Comes to play every day. True or false? False. False. Why do you say false? Which part of that? I don't think that's his. I don't think that's his key intangible. I said a key intangible. Not the. Oh well, that would be true. Sorry. Sorry, I should. Yeah. No, I may have misheard. I say all right. High aggression is a a key intangible. My my mistake. Yes, absolutely. No, absolutely. Okay. Um, all around winner with high character makeup. True or false? True. Okay. I gotta go back to something really quickly. I mean, uh, I don't know if he's a winner. Is he an all around winner? Well, he the way the way for that, I, I don't know. Well, the way he projects himself. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a high character guy for sure. Okay. Uh, I gotta go back to something. Uh, you don't believe he can be the best athlete on the field at any given time? No, because there's a shortstop on the field at any given time. Okay. All right. Good point. Good point. Um, yeah. No, I, I feel like there's. Yeah, I'm trying to go through. You know, a, a different. You know athlete you know maybe player i mean he could be the best player but athlete you know there's there's freaks out there all right fair enough is 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 he a left-handed thrower or a right-handed thrower uh right-handed thrower yeah i I gotta admit something to you by the way uh so on the original report i wrote prior to the show when i was doing my prep i wrote actually wrote best player and then i said you know what i gotta go back and change that and crossed out player and put athlete instead so i was right the first time course you were can you believe that that's cool anyway um people are after this episode people are gonna be like oh you're just you guys are just shilling for jim and his stupid scouting reports not true false right (laughs) um profiles uh, this one you may disagree with uh profiles as a hybrid mix between kevin kiermeyer and chris taylor true or false hybrid mix yeah, that's kind of good, actually. I like that. Okay. All right. I'll go true. Okay. Here's one that's, again, uh, you may just you may disagree with, but type of player you want to build a culture around, true or false? Yeah, it depends. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not 100% on that one. Okay, that's fair. That's a tough one. I, yeah, I don't, and, I don't like I, throwing that out. I don't like throwing those types of sentences or characterizations out there but i think if it's if it stands out for yeah. a player i'll i'll put it and it depends like i i don't know him personally if he's a scrappy fighter yeah, yeah. if he's a choir boy no <laughs> and i don't know i don't know what he is i know his name's sal he's probably not a choir boy mm-hmm. otherwise it would change his name but you know i mean i i don't I, it's too early to too okay. early for that that's what they uh, said on my schedule. I think he's going to add. Up. I think he'll add to the culture. Okay. That they they have the makeup of that team. I think he fits in kind of with the makeup of that team. Okay. Um, but building around him, that's it's too early for me. Okay. All right. Let's go to the tools here. We'll go through this. Uh, I'll go through this quick. Uh, hit tool. I put presently 60, future 60. True or false? True. Um. Stays balanced throughout the swing. True or false? True. True. Excellent bat quickness, right? True. True. Here's one, though. Uh, generates decent torque hampered by uh, his front shoulder angle in the load. 
front shoulder is a little high. My for my like true, yeah. No, he he doesn't create a lot of okay. He he does resemble a right-handed thrower when he hits left-handed. You okay. know, it's a little bit forced. It's not a smooth kind of move. Mm-hmm. It's a good move, but again, he's very just got good hands. You know, it's the old saying: he's got good hands. Um, you alluded to this earlier. Plate discipline. I put presently sixty, future sixty. Play discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. I mean, I'd even push for seventy. Oh wow. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think um, he could be really good in that role. Like, yeah, I display. I put guys work. I put displayed patience against tough pitching. Doesn't chase. Yeah. Any battles? Yeah. That's a strength. That's um, a strength for him. Raw power. I put 50 presently, 50 in the future. I put gap to gap type pop. True or false? Yeah, it depends on what you consider power. You know, do you consider over the fence power or do you consider a guy that, you know, might have a, you know, 550, 600 slugging, you know, by hitting a lot of doubles? Well, raw power, I'm talking like, I'm talking like BP, raw power. Like watching, watching him in BP. Over the fence. Yeah, he's like a 40. Okay, so false. I'd give him a 40 for that. All right. Um, Game power. I put I've seen raw power before. I mean, I've I've seen raw power that you're just like, what is that? Like Henry, and Davis. they never they never give it out of a ball. No, I yeah. see you see it all over the minor league. Guys are big and strong and have kind of long swings, and it just uh, you know. You know what? Matter. I'm with you. I never understood why people why people measure raw power. Know. It doesn't really make right. much sense to me. Um, you know, a few years ago, Riley Adams didn't have very good raw power either, and he's in the big leagues right now, yeah. doing pretty well. Look at Nationals. Shea, uh, Shea Turner, Trey Turner, Trey, Trey Turner. Turner. You're thinking of Shea like, Hillenbrand. I don't know what I was thinking of, but Trey Turner was a guy like six years ago. I was like, God, I love his swing. He's just a kind of a he's super fast. He's got a yeah. flat swing, kind of like kind of like Freelick, right, from the right side, but actually better mechanics. Like his mechanics are really really tight mm-hmm. and compact and short. And it's like now he's hitting, you know, he's hitting jacks. He's got a good swing plane. He just kind of made a little adjustment, maybe sitting back a little bit more. And all of a sudden, those doubles and triples are turning into bombs. Yeah. That's a sneaky guy. I don't know how big Turner is. He's, he's wiry. He's, I, I can't think he weighs 6'2, 180. Um, yeah. Game power for Freelick presently 50, uh, future 40. I don't think he's going to have much power. I don't think so either. True. So true. All right. Yeah. I said he, over I the said, fence power. If we're talking home run power, I said he can go the other way, but his power is to right field. Yeah, and I think his power will drop as he moves up levels. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it'll drop. False. False. Okay. Boom. <laughs> there you go. You disagree. Nobody's power really drops. As you go up, the balls get harder and harder, and the That's stadium true, gets smaller I... and smaller. That is, yeah, that's true. All right, you got me there. All right. Um, speed. I got presently 70, future 70. Um, base running, stolen base, slash base running. Present 60, future 60. I actually said he has, well, true or false? True. Okay. What actually, is his 60 time? Do you know what it is? What I don't know what his 60 time is. His home to first yeah. on average is 3.6 to 7. Stolen base attempt on average is 3.2. Okay. 
Uh, I put actually inconsistent first step when stealing. True or false? I don't know. Okay. Out of my realm. Okay. All right. We'll move on from that then. Um, fielding ability. I put 60 for both, present and future. Maybe 65. <laughs> <laughs> Half pregnant, um, my friend. I give him 60 above average, right? Yeah. I said plus plus split uh split plus plus speed. True or false? Yes, true. Yeah. Well, and the, and the numbers I mentioned too. Yeah. Say that as well. Um, profiles is a left fielder slash center fielder at higher levels. True. True. Uh, I guess we'll get into instincts and range. Because it depends where Mitchell ends up. Right. Um, if you can stay healthy. Arm strength. I gave, this is why I don't think he's a right fielder at higher levels. I gave yeah. him 50 on arm strength for both. But he gets rid of the ball quick, I thought. True or false? Does he, I, I, that I don't know. Okay. I haven't really seen him throw. Um, overall instincts. I gave him 60 for both, present and future. True or false? Yeah. True. True. Uh, I said plays aggressively smart, understands all situations and where to gain the advantage. True or false? True. True. Future value. It's like the future OFP. Again, if you don't know what that is, Google it. 60 future value. True or false? Ooh, that's big. Well, that's a, that's a major league regular. No? Yeah. That matches major, the major league regular. I wonder... It is? Yeah, a regular. Okay, like a starter. I mean, you think, what's Vlad? Vlad's a 70. Yeah. Oh, actually, maybe he's like an 80. No, he's probably yeah, a 70 because defensively he doesn't have defense. a position. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I go I mean, true. I, God, yeah. I, I hope it's true. You always hope it is for these yeah. guys. Me too. That's what we're, we're just hoping here, in, in essence. So I gave him uh, two things. I gave him uh, MLB overall comparison. I said Chris, uh, Chris Taylor. But mm-hmm. I said MLB ceiling. I said his ceiling is Chris Taylor. And his uh, floor is Brandon Nimmo. True or false? False. False. Which on which one? Floor. You don't agree with Nimmo. I think the floor will be he's not a big leaguer. Wow. Yeah. You're cutting him short here. Hey, not not every first rounder makes it. That's true. You did use the term floor. Right. I mean, you're pretty much saying this guy's going to be a big leaguer for a long time. No, I didn't say that. Or didn't a decent, decent amount of time. Uh, MLB regular, he should be a, I mean, decent amount of time means like eight to 10 years. Yeah. Do I don't see, it? I mean, I'd love for that to be a floor. Do you not, do you I, not I think see, do you not see I, that? I, I think there's a, there's a possibility that he's not an everyday big leaguer. All right. All right. There's a lot of first rounders that aren't. It's okay. just the way it is. Like, you know, it's it's okay. Yeah. Um, he's a great player. And then I also think he could play 15 years in the big leagues too. And it's just, you don't know until they face those. That game is so fast at the big league level. It's yeah. a, I think he's going to be a, I think he's going to be a dominating minor league hitter. I honestly do. Mm-hmm. I think he has those skills. And if he can relax and just kind of adapt to that next level, every time he moves up, you know, maybe it takes him 50, hundred at bats then I think he could definitely be there. And I think you're right. Like, Chris, I think he could be that. Yeah. Um, 
but if I'm going to say a floor, you know, I think that floor is, 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 um, unfortunately, you know, I'll have to say not, not a, not a big leaguer. Okay. Um, well, in the summary, I won't go through the whole thing. I put regular center field, left field. You kind of gave me true or false. You're in the middle with that, which is fair. Yeah, I'm, I think he's a center fielder. Yeah. Well, we, I'm talking about regular, everyday regular. Yeah. There's something you don't see that I'm, you're not telling me, which is okay. With that. Something's missing with you. No, because I... Re- is it his size? A, is that what it is? He's a wild card. He's, he's a wild card for me. Okay. All right. Um, he, he really is. Like, I think he's a wild card. I, I, I wonder, you know, if the Brewers didn't draft him, where he would have gone. Well, okay. So like the I Brewers said... really wanted him. And the, I'm telling you, these the Brewers, they are... They know what they're doing. Their front office guys are so sharp, and they have... They just use their resources really well um their scouting department and their player personnel and other people that for me i was like okay this guy's you know he's good and then it was like okay i really need to dive into this because there's because i didn't see what you saw originally i was like hey this guy's got a great swing plane he plays in a mediocre conference right you know he's not dominating the uh are but, they no? What well, are no, they? they're in the ACC, but ACC. they play a lot. Of, they play a lot of early season. Yeah, um, well, ACC good, good baseball though. You know, so it's yeah. like this guy hits like he's overmatching his competition right now, mm-hmm. right? And there's a reason for that. And then you look at him and you're like, if he was only six one, you know what I mean, right? If he was only how many times yeah. did you hear that growing up? It was only this. Yeah. But sometimes it's only smarter. <laughs> but you have these guys. Sometimes they just they have this chip on their shoulder. They only picked another and, instrument, a different instrument. And was, that's right. It's always the instrument. So I, I don't know. I just I'm not. There were a couple guys in the draft that I, I I thought were, you know, and they were early, right? Some of the shortstops that were taken. I was like, Leo Watson. Just, yeah, they're just yeah some really good athletes early. Marcello Mayer. This, yeah. This, this guy, this scrappy guy from the Northeast, you know, yeah. he's five, nine and 175 pounds. Boom. He goes, there's something, there's something special that we don't all see. Um, I, I alluded to it in the, you know, in the analysis today that there is something special. Now he could also be 195 pounds in a couple of years. Um, bro. He's easy. Like, I mean, they put him on nutrition and see. you know, uh, the right kind of training. But they don't put him on nutrition. They don't no, want no, any no. nutrition. No, no, no. no. <laughs> All right, they're gonna I put s- on a McDonald's. No, diet, I was looking you know? to see I said chance to add muscle and get stronger in the future. Yeah, and I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I would have uh, said by the way, for the record, nobody, people, everybody nobody's yeah. a for sure everyday big leaguer. Otherwise, there there wouldn't be there wouldn't be room for guys. I would right? take guys in. wouldn't play more than four years. If I every would... first rounder was an everyday big leaguer, big leaguers only play two or three years, and then there'd be a first rounder that came in and took his position. And then a couple of years later, that next draft year, where those guys would take their position. So it's 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 not a for sure thing when you're a first rounder. That's all there is to it. So I would have taken Marcello Mayer first overall. By the way, 
For that was my I really liked him. He was the lot. guy I would have taken number one overall. All right. Anyway, um, so I would have said with Sal though, to your point, 15th overall. I said I would have taken him in the second round. That's what I yeah. would have taken him. Uh, I said must take him by the third round. Yeah, I agree with that. So true. True. Okay. true. I actually said his entry level should have been advanced day. Yeah. False, but good get good try. <laughs> good try. I definitely I didn't think he needed to go to rookie ball. They just sent him to rookie no. ball for a little bit. Yeah. Maybe because they had a spot for him. But yeah, I would say low A. I think they did the right thing. Low A now he's on high A towards the end of the year. Um yeah, you could have thrown him in the fire. They're very delicate, these people though. Yeah. Um and his ETA, as we talked about earlier, two thousand twenty-four. Yeah. Estimated time of arrival. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, a, a couple of, wait, a couple more things here and then we'll wrap up. Um, so I said future top slash bottom of the order type hitter that could settle as an everyday number two hitter. Maybe that's a stretch, but true or false. Mm, I like that. You like, like it. That All right. Yeah. All righty. Um, flashes potential, um, for hitting for a high average and on base percentage, true or false? 100% true. All right. Very good. Um, strengthens offensive game gap to gap, true or false? Strengthens, say again? Strengthen his offensive oh, game gap to gap, true or false? Yes, true. Uh, above average plate coverage, true or false? True. Uh, above average bat to ball skills, true or false? True. Understands the zone, true or false? True. Simple low, true or false? True. Bat speed, quickness, has bat speed and quickness, true, true or false? True. Can put the ball down either line for extra base hits, true or false? True. Uh, possess, I'm reading this word for word, by the way. That's one of my favorite uh, skills that he has, is at, at up and away pitch that he can hit down the left field line. Right, so yeah, I agree, I agree. Yeah, it's um, so hard, and he does it. Uh, possesses good intellect. Well, this is defense stuff, so we'll skip that. Um <laughs> Not that I don't not that I don't respect your defensive opinion, but you said you didn't see too much of him defensively. So I don't want to I've seen enough to know that you can go get a ball. All right. Well, I, okay, then you agree with what everything I'm gonna say defensively. Yeah. You go um, get a ball. Uh, fast twitch type body, true or false. True. All right. Uh, and finally, this is the final one here. Potential to succeed against tough competition, true or false? True. And that is the Sal Freelich scouting report and our yeah. first it's installation of our true and false game. Let's throw it off to the side. That was really mind numbing. <laughs> You've had enough about enough of this episode, huh? All right. Uh, <laughs> next week. Um, hope everybody enjoyed our breakdown uh, tools for college coaches uh, looking for uh, prospects. You were a college coach at one point, so you could speak to this very well. Like you do every week, you speak well to that next week. Um, so again, tools that college coaches look for in a possible college prospect next week. Both very offensively cool. and defensively. Oh, yeah. Yes. And then, the, important. and then the next week, we're talking about picking the right college because that's very important also. Yes, it is. And then let me see what else here. Looking at the list. 
I've uh, got in October a couple of episodes about you know, more college stuff, and then October 31st, another mechanical breakdown of David DeLucci slash Sal Freelich slash me. Of the guy. All my comps into one. That so that's great. coming up. What's coming up, though, at the lab? That's more important. What's coming up at the lab? We have mm-hmm. certification in a month, mm-hmm. coaches training. Um, so a lot of high school co- we just had a bunch of high school coaches sign up for that. Got mm-hmm. called softball coaches mm-hmm. and uh, parents. That's actually my favorite. I, I think if there was one market for the certification program, it's parents. Like you, you have a ten-year-old, invest in yourself. Like give them the right information, and mm-hmm. where you can monitor it and, and, and get them on the right track at an early age. If you have two kids, even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, certification. And uh, our fall training, we're, we're just getting after it, grinding every week, those guys. And we're starting, what we do is we kind of, you know, we work more mechanics kind of, you know, once the fall season ends here, we'll work more mechanical stuff. And then we start to ramp up during the season, especially with the high school guys getting ready. We mm-hmm. start increasing velocity and competition and stuff like that. So um, we just do what we do, get, get players better. Do what we do. What's the phone number? I had to ask, you know, www.thelabbcs.com. And what's the email address for everything you can find info at labbcs.com. All right. Jimbo podcast, 21 at gmail.com. All right. Well, good show. Uh, Long show this week. Thank you everybody for watching, listening. We'll talk to you next week. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.